How much would you pay to have Luther Burden, the East St. Louis wide receiver, on the Missouri Tigers next season? Well, I'm in for a few hundred bucks, I can tell you that. But you know what? Let's talk bigger picture, NIL, attendance, and also more observations from the Southeast Missouri State, Missouri game. All this and more right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball each and every weekday. And as always, I am quite excited to be here today. In fact, so excited, I should probably be subject to a random drug test, just like that young lady, Claire, who beat the helmet very convincingly this Saturday at the SEMO game. I'd like to see if she was if she was really legally doing that, to be perfectly honest. She was that impressive. But in all seriousness, we got more to get to from the SEMO game. But you know what? Real quick, can I ask you all for a favor? I've got a new YouTube channel. Can you go to YouTube right now if you're listening to this on your phone, your computer, whatever your device is? Just go to YouTube Search for Locked on Mizzou and hit that subscribe button for free. That'll help me grow this program even further. I would certainly, certainly appreciate it. But again, I want to start off with some more observations from the Southeast Missouri game. Let's start off in the first half. Before we get to the younger guys in the second half, I feel like I haven't talked enough about Kiki Chisholm so far this year. Talked a lot about Mookie Cooper, a lot about Dominic Lovett. By the way, I want to call him Dom, I think, from now on, in honor of the great Fast and the Furious character. But that's just me. Anyway, I just think Kiki Chisholm has, so far, been a really, really solid, sort of understated player for the Tigers. And you know what? Unlike Lovett and Cooper, he may not have the absolute flashy, straight-line speed, but Going along with that is more physicality, too. And one thing I think Chisholm did really nicely, a perfectly executed block by him on the outside, on the on Tyler Beatty's first rushing touchdown. In fact, I'm going to give Kiki, we'll chalk up a pancake for him on that block. Really nicely done. And a guy, to me, after his first game last season, he didn't seem very happy talking to the media with the amount of targets he received in the game. Well, ever since then, he's just kind of been a keep-my-head-down, blue-collar. What more could I ask from Kiki Chisholm, really? Seems like a hard-working guy. Haven't heard any complaints from him ever since. And obviously an excellent touchdown catch using that big body of his down in Kentucky. Definitely a guy you can see why Connor Basilak will kind of if he needs a third and five on a on a tough hitch route, a tough slant pass, you can see why he often looks Chisholm's way without question. And you know what? I want to talk a little bit more about the play calling from Saturday, which I touched on a little bit if you listen to my previous episode. And one thing I noticed was Missouri ran a particular play twice around the goal line. Once to very easy effect. Basically, Tyler Beatty, the running back lines up on the left side of the quarterback, Connor Basilak. 
He goes in motion off to the opposite side, to the right side. Well, a quick flare pass by Basilek. Basically, the receivers on the outside, they don't even run routes. They're just essentially blockers because this pass happens so quickly, and he basically walks into the end zone. Well, later in the second half, Missouri ran that exact same play once again. Unfortunately, Connor may have had a little bit of a hand issue, something else, and the ball just didn't quite come out, short-armed it. The point is, I think what's interesting, you see Missouri run that play twice in a red zone situation. You also saw later in the second half where Missouri faked a quarterback sneak with with Brady Cook, tossed it out to Eli Young for a, for a rushing play out to the outside. Those are the type of plays you put on film to me with a purpose. You're telling the opposition, hey, here's something you're going to have to defend, so defend it. So to me, I bet Eli Drinkwitz in a fourth and one, a crucial fourth and one, he's going to want to run a quarterback sneak. He's not going to want to run that little fake toss play because, frankly, that play's got a little bit of risk to it. So put it on film, make the outside guys honor it, and to me, that's just good coaching by Drinkwitz without question. Now, moving on to the second half, which I mostly rewatched my own all 22 footage this morning, all 22 meaning, hey, I can see all 22 guys on the field. Simple as that. Well, some things stood out from that second half, even though obviously just a lot of third, fourth string and walk-on players playing, especially on defense in the second half. Again, I thought Jamie Petway, once again, the second string linebacker, Looked good. He's just a good physical player in the running game. Would like to see more of him. Frankly, I'd like to see a little bit more of Mike Cox in in those short yardage situations too. Obviously, he had that long, about 50-yard touchdown rush in the fourth quarter, but he was impressive outside of that as well, showing a real physical running style, not afraid of contact whatsoever. In fact, he seeks it out. He was looking for a defensive back at the end of one of those runs. He's not a fan of running out of bounds. I can promise you that. So you know what? To me, let's let's give him a look at some point in the next couple weeks. Certainly against North Texas may be a good time to give him some short yardage looks. But as good as Tyler Beatty is as a player, as much as I like Elijah Young and his potential, I still think we could use something in short yardage, in crucial situations. Perhaps Mike Cox is that guy. I don't know if he has anything in pass protection or in the receiving game, but guess what? We've got plenty in the receiving game in Beatty and to a lesser extent Young. So I think we may have found something there. I really do. And by the way, obviously Missouri's run defense in the second half, in particular, left a lot to be desired. But again, you go back and look, you're seeing a lot of walk-ons in the football game. And frankly, just a lot of the rushing yardage they picked up in the second half was a lot of over-aggression on the backside of the defense. The Southeast Missouri quarterback was keeping the ball in those read options and Whoever the defensive end was or the rush end on the outside was just crashing way too hard. And, you know, that's just a lack of discipline. Maybe guys who haven't been in the football game, a little bit over-anxious. That's all I can say there. Nothing to really worry about long-term because, again, these are guys that are not going to play in important, critical 
situations for the rest of this season. But I tell you, here's something critically important, as Gary Pinkle once liked to say. I need to tell you about prize picks. For all you college football fanatics out there, Prize Picks is your leader in college sports daily fantasy. They've got more propositions than anybody out there specific to college football. So whether you're into the star players in the Power Five in the SEC, or maybe you think you've got an edge on some mid-major players that perhaps the rest of the country hasn't heard of, well, now's your chance to take advantage of that knowledge over at Prize Picks because truly they can offer just about any prop you can possibly think of. And all our users have a great opportunity here. Use the promo code locked on and you will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's truly that easy. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. And by Rock Auto. Yes, our friends at Rock Auto, as always, are here to make your life a little bit easier and, even more important, put some money back in your pocket. Because why would you choose to spend 30%? 50%, heck, even 100% more for the exact same types of auto parts that you can get anywhere else. Get them at rockauto.com instead. Spend that money on your family. Take your wife out to dinner. Yes, this is truly a win-win scenario. Over at rockauto.com, whether you need brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even that new interior carpet, well, you got to go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your vehicle. And when you do, please write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. Well, of course it was awesome to see Tyler Macon throw his first touchdown pass the young quarterback from East St. Louis. If you've been listening to this program for a while, I've been a really huge backer of his ever since he was in high school. I think he's got a tremendous amount of talent without question. And But you know what? I like Brady Cook a lot too. Thought he was impressive in his limited run as well. And even more importantly, plenty of other guys who stood out, young guys as well, but maybe not in... You know, huge statistics, for instance. I don't believe Ryan Horstcamp, the tight end from Washington, Missouri, true freshman, I don't think he had any catches in the ball game or even any targets. But what he did have, going back and, and watching the footage again, he had some aggressive, aggressive blocking. That kid is not afraid to go out there and, and seek out contact, and he's clearly ready to play some football after standing on the sidelines for the vast majority of this season so far. So doubt we'll see much of much more of Horst Camp in the rest of this season, but he's really a guy I'm watching out for in 2022 and beyond. By the way, another thing I loved that Eli Drinkwitz did in this ball game, and you could maybe argue this could be another thing 
a little bit of a counter trend that you try to put on film, make the defense think about it a little bit. But when Boo Smith made a mistake, didn't catch, didn't go after his fair catch, let the ball bounce 15 yards back to the one-yard line on a punt, well, obviously Missouri had to go 99 yards at that point. And what most coaches have tended to do when I've watched football is they'll just take a very conservative handoff dive play or even possibly just a quarterback sneak in order to just gain a yard, to to gain a yard for your punter, essentially, which to me doesn't make a, a whole lot of sense because if I'm on defense and we've got you pinned back at the one-yard line and you're simply just going to sneak the ball forward or just run a, a really simple conservative dive play that maybe gets you a yard or two, well, I'm very happy because now I'm thinking, okay, second and eight, I can maybe bring a little pressure. They're probably going to want to get the ball out of their hands quickly if this is a pass, so they want to avoid that safety. My point is, is as a defense, I think you're playing into my hands. So what does Eli Drinkwitz do? It's first and 10. Well, guess what? We're going play action, and we're going deep shot. And Connor Basilak, beautiful pass, great decision, hits the shot. I absolutely love it. And again, even if that's an attempt to, which I don't think it is, by the way. I don't think this is trying to put something on film to make the defense think. I think this is what Eli Drinkwitz, I think this is his mentality. I think if he is, if he suspects that the defense thinks we're going to be conservative, well, guess what? We're going to be aggressive. And you know what? It wasn't reckless aggression either, because if you notice on that play, Nico Hay sort of comes across the line of scrimmage as if he's going to block a man across the line of scrimmage in a run play. But really what he's doing is settling in and being Connor Basilak's personal protector there. It's almost a max protection. So we're very much avoiding, if something goes wrong, they bring extra pressure. We're going to avoid the safety more than likely. And maybe just as importantly, especially in the SEMO game, avoiding getting your starting quarterback hurt. And while speaking of things that would hurt, I, I promise it wouldn't hurt if Missouri signed Luther Burden to a scholarship next season. That couldn't hurt us at all. That young man has some absolutely incredible talent. And I want to talk about what Missouri fans should actually think about Burden in terms of, wow, value. How much should we actually pay this young man? Is it legalized? Paying for players now, name, image, and likeness. Let's get to where NIL is. Let's get to the future of this sport going forward. But first, let's talk about Bet Online, which, as always, is your number one spot for all your football action this season. Or, frankly, basketball's coming back up, MMA, your favorite Vegas casino games. Regardless, with their new updated website and interface, they've got you covered on everything you could possibly imagine, but especially betonline.ag is certainly your number one source for everything football. Head to betonline.ag today, sign up, and receive your 100% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on. That's right, a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on at betonline. Your online sportsbook experts. 
But seriously, though, Luther Burden, buddy, how much is it going to take? Because we really, really want you in a Tiger uniform. How about all of us at TSF throw in 500 bucks? Is that going to do it? Is it going to take 1000 I don't know. Just, just up my donation, guys. Just let me know whatever it's going to take. Because this guy seems like a true, a true difference maker. Now, if you can't tell, I'm being a little bit sarcastic here, and I'm being a little bit hyperbolic to sort to sort of prove a point. Because as much as I, I'll admit, I'm for NIL. Because it, it seems to me, for instance, if Tyler Beatty wants to sign, wants to for fifty dollars or a hundred dollars, whatever Tyler wants to charge, whatever he thinks people will pay. He, if he wants to say, hey, Selmet, for instance, like many of the ones I have behind me, if you're watching on YouTube, well, if he wants to charge people to sign an autograph, I have absolutely no problem with that whatsoever. But I do have to admit, it feels a little bit different if you're just explicitly paying someone to, to play college football. If it's truly that explicit, like in the case of Luther Burden, if a bunch of people at the Tiger Scholarship Fund, I, I'm sure this is illegal. But again, I'm being hyperbolic to prove a point because, again, how far down this continuum do we want to go? Because now with the transfer portal and essentially, basically everyone gets a waiver now, it seems like, especially in a post-COVID world where... We have a de facto free agency. You can now transfer with any sort of real of real consequences. So therefore, there's not any real contract. We have free agency without a contract. I've mentioned that Henry To'o To'o, the linebacker, Tennessee's best player last season. Well, guess what? He went to their arch rival, Alabama, without even sitting out. And now he is improving one of the great programs in the history of football. So is this what we want? Do we want do we want to just keep continuing down this? Do we do we want a draft? Do we not even want recruiting? Do we want there to be a college football draft? Do we want there to be a salary cap? Do we want guys being cut in the middle of the season and their scholarships not being honored? Do we want trades? Do we want labor disputes in the form of strikes? or in the form of lockouts. And to me, I don't know the the answer to do we want strikes and, and lockouts. Well, obviously not. We don't want those things in pro sports too. Again, I'm trying to make a point. And the point is, at a certain moment, we're going to have to ask ourselves, how far do we want to continue down this road? Because what is it that makes college football different than NFL football? We already have something called NFL football, and it's incredibly popular, and it's incredibly lucrative. But if it's just if we're just going to make college football into essentially minor league NFL football, which some could argue in many ways it obviously is, it's certainly a feeder system for young players into the league. But from a fan's perspective, you got to wonder, if this continues, are people more and more people going to be turned off? Because the reality is, does it work for people like me anyway, regardless of how all this changes in the next 20 years or so? For people like me, yes. Because I'm such a hardcore Missouri fan, I'm essentially rooting for laundry, as Jerry Seinfeld famously said in one of his bits. 
Jerry Seinfeld roots for the New York Mets laundry, for instance. Well, I, I root for the Missouri Tigers laundry. And for people like me, and even for the older generations, people like my father and my mother, all those people, yeah, it's probably never going to change our love for it. But what about the next generation? Because you're always going to need new fans and new customers. And if this sport is just going to become sort of a bastardized version of the NFL, you got to wonder about that. That's something, again, I've mentioned this before. It's worth mentioning again. It seems like all the debates in college football now are revolving around essentially the administration versus the players, coaches versus the players. And the actual consumers of this product, the actual fans, well, basically they're sort of the third thing that we think about if we even think about it, if we even think about them at all. And I'll just tell you, once you start looking into this sport a little closer, you know, I think some Missouri fans, including myself at times, have been a little bit disappointed with Missouri's football attendance the past few seasons. Well, you may have heard this statistic bandied about. It's been thrown around a lot the last month or so. Since the college football playoff started, the the final four, essentially, 20 of the 28 total playoff spots that were up for grab in those seasons went to four teams. They went to Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson, and Ohio State. So you would think that those four programs would, if any, would be immune to any sort of attendance decline, no matter how macro that trend might be. But you may have seen this past weekend, Ohio State, of all programs, drew its lowest crowd since 1971 in a somewhat close win over Tulsa. Now, we can say only 76,500. Well, that would be quite a bit more than what Missouri can even hold in its capacity. So keep it in perspective there. But still, it's been, it had been, I believe, 20 years since Ohio State had gotten less than about 95,000 people or something like that. So this trend of, you know, these early season football games, a game like Tulsa. Now, listen, we all saw Ohio State sell out against Oregon. That's a big-time opponent. That's an exciting football game. But Tulsa, Southeast Missouri, Central Michigan, those games just don't seem to draw like they used to, even at, again, the bluest of blue-blood programs like Ohio State. So eventually... This sport is not only going to have to look at its entire structure just in terms of NIL scholarships and all that stuff, but also scheduling as well. And with all that being said, you know what? I have some really good advice for you today. I know I talk about locked on bets quite a bit and why you should check them out. Well, it's quite simple. Here's the stat. In the last seven weeks on all their picks covering NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, and college sports, they're hitting 62.7% of their picks. Again, over a nearly two-month period over all those sports. Folks, if you're hitting 53%, you're breaking even. And if you're hitting 55 say 57%, well, you're making a ton of money, in fact, at good volume. So 62%, yeah, Check out my friends, Lee Sterling and your boy Q, Locked on Bets for free wherever you get your podcasts. 
So until next time, I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.